Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. What's going on, guys? Before we get into today's podcast episode, I wanted to give you a quick update on the Ready Eddy membership program. To this point, we've grown to have thousands of products from up-and-coming startups and small businesses in the outdoor travel and lifestyle space on the platform. You can save up to 50% off all of these products, anything from skis to jackets to food bars to supplements. Anything you could think of to support your outdoor activities is on the platform from small up-and-coming brands. It's a great opportunity to support small businesses while also discovering brands that you've never heard of. You can show off the new gear to your friends and also save a ton while doing it. If you're interested in checking it out, head over to readyeddy.com slash members to get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Lives In Designs. Lives In creates durable, versatile clothing so you can own less and spend more time doing the things you love. Learn more by heading to livesin.com. That's L-I-V-S-N.com. Does your e-commerce site need a boost? Tribe Alpha can improve the performance of your online store. And Ready Yeti podcast listeners get a special discount. Visit tribealpha.com slash deal for a 10% discount. That's tribealpha.com slash deal. What is going on, Red Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host. On today's episode, I am sitting down with one of the co-founders of Hiker Hunger, Emily Vinsunez. Emily, thanks so much for taking the time to, uh, to chat with me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Josh. All right, so for the listener that may not be familiar with Hiker Hunger, how would you best describe it to them? So for us, uh, we always really just describe our brand as, you know, a small outdoor company from Boston, um, really hiking gear made for hikers, the outdoor person and made by hikers. That would be me and my co-founder. So how did you get into this? Like, tell us the sort of inception story. Yeah, it's a it's a unique story. So we, you know, right out of college, super outdoorsy people. I always grew up camping and really just being outside, loving, loving being outside. I think when you get out of school, there's a bit of a transition period. So we didn't really know what we wanted to do career wise. Um, we spent a lot of our time hiking, actually. So you know, that's always been a nice way for me just to, to spend time outside and, and kind of reflect on things. Um, on one of our trips, we were snacking on, you know, some rather unhealthy snacks from a gas station. <laughs> so, and I'm not, I'm, a, I'm more of a healthy eater. So that was something that I was like, Oh, I wish I had some other sort of options to bring with me. Um, and then we were thinking about, through hikers, you know, going on sort of a longer track, what, what options do they have for healthy eating? So originally hiker hunger was a subscription type model meant to, um, be a box that people could order and create and send to through hikers on the trail. And so, and the box was going to include healthy eating options. So, um, that's really where our name stems from the, you know, our first like business venture, we knew we wanted to maybe try and start our own business, um, just playing around with some ideas. And that's really where 
the name comes from. And then about a year into that, we we just chose to switch gears, um, transitioned more towards products. We felt that, you know, we didn't have a ton of business experience. And I think starting with food, the shelf life that food has and all of that was was a bit challenging for us. So then we and we started getting into more products as well. Just the more we hiked, the more we camped, um, figuring out what we liked, what we didn't like. So we really just made a decision to switch gears totally and come up with products instead. So yeah, kind of like totally switched our model, but it's, it's been great ever since we made that change. So that change was, so you started in 2015 with the subscription and then in 2016, you kind of made the pivot. Is that? Um, so 2015 was actually probably the, when, once we made the pivot. So the, the box idea was about a year before that. So we were, you know, playing around with it. We had a website, we had the name Hiker Hunger. We honestly didn't see a lot of movement with it. And we had these like really huge high hopes for that sort of a, a brand. Um, I think maybe the, the idea and just how we had organized all of it wasn't right for us. So when we transitioned to the products, that would be around 2015. And we started really investing a lot of time into what kind of products we wanted to launch. And then, um, even just optimizing the website and making it look really nice and thinking about how we were going to tell our story to people and share that with everyone. Right now. Okay. So the, the products for the listeners, just so they're aware, like the flagship product is are the hiking poles. You also make sleeping pads and hammocks. What made you decide to pick those items and how would you really, um, how would you say you'd really di- differentiate yourselves from um, all of the other, you know, versions of those products? Yeah, so we really picked those. We felt those were three, you know, items that we would use frequently. And hammocks I really love because you can take them with you anywhere, even if you're hiking or camping. Um, but you can also use them in your backyard, right? Or really, so those were really a nice product just to be able to offer to everybody who just wanted to spend a little time outside. And then for us, we would, we always would use hiking poles and sleeping pads when we would go on bigger trips. So I think we just wanted, you know, we really wanted just to offer people products we knew we got a lot of use out of. So it was something they'd purchase and also get a lot of use out of and get to bring with them when they would go on these trips. Um, I would say, differentiator we you know our our flagship product um and our bestseller the carbon fiber poles are super lightweight so that's the pole like really the trekking pole we wanted to introduce first just because especially for through hikers or if you're you know really concerned with with weight when you're on a trip those are are probably going to be your go-to material um so yeah that was really why we decided to to come out with that that type of a pole now, did you ever have any experience prototyping or really manufacturing a product like the trekking pole before starting Hiker Hungry, or was it kind of just learning as you go? Yeah, really learning as we go, trial and error. We, you know, we would talk with a lot of people whenever we would go camping or spend some time outside and we saw people with poles, we would ask them like what brand it was and and try and learn more about it. And even, you know, things they liked about it, things they didn't like about it. So we really, it was just a lot of initial, um, like conversations and research behind 
you know, the trekking poles people are using and, and how we could come out with one that, um, was similar, but, but a little bit better. And yeah, we had no, really no background in any sort of product development or anything. So what, in that like early stage of sort of R and D, what were the things that you really learned that you implemented to make the tracking pole better? Yeah, we, um, I would say the R have core candles. So that was a huge thing. A lot of people are very particular about, um, the handles of, of their poles, their moisture wicking. So it definitely helps with, you know, if you're going to be hiking for a while, or even if it's on a hot day, your hands aren't like sweating too much or even getting calluses or blisters as often from that type of material, which is super nice. Um, and then I would say the, the collapsibility of the poles was something big that we wanted to be able to offer just so, you know, you can really adjust them to a size that's appropriate to you. Or even if you're going up an incline or a a downcline, you can, you can adjust them and it just makes sense for your body. So we wanted to be able to really offer those two features. And they're also really affordable at 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. They are, they are pretty affordable. Um, I know a lot of, yeah, bigger brands obviously, and, um, you know, have a, a higher price point. I know a lot of them are in retail, so that's probably part of the reason, but, uh, yeah, we wanted to, we wanted to be able to offer them to people, um, almost as like, you know, an introduction to, if they've never used poles before, these are a great option for you to try and then you end up loving them. But I think some people probably just would never think about trying a pole because if it's $150, they're just not willing to invest right, that money right. into it. Well, I'm coming from the ski perspective. And if you put yeah. baskets on the end of them, I'd buy them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, you make the pivot in 2015 and you're direct to consumer. What did you do to really uh, get the word out there and start selling the product? Because like, obviously, if you and Rory went full time, you must be selling a pretty large number of trekking poles and other products to be able to sort of keep the business going, correct? So like, what did you guys do to really uh, get it out there and get it in front of the right kind of customer? Yeah, that's a great question. We, you know, we had some trial and error there too. I think when we're not coming from a lot of like business background, so we learned a lot in the beginning. Um, It was a pretty bootstrapped operation. So, and by that, I mean, you know, getting some loans, borrowing some money from family and friends. And we actually did invest a bit into marketing just to help, um, find the right people and, and get people, you know, to know about our brand and really build a community. We had, we had a website, we had a product that we really believed in. And I think that is the kind of then the next step and the challenge is to, okay, now how do we tell people about this? How do we, how do we get them to know that like we even exist? So that was, that was a big part of it. And then even just talking about it to people we knew, um, fellow hikers that we knew, we would reach out to people on Instagram. So really just trying to make the most out of like any, any of those social connections you can find or create or, um, yeah, just trying to try and reach out to really like anybody to tell them about this brand you started and, and why they should check it out. So we were really putting a lot of, a lot of time and effort 
just into starting the conversation. And so if, if I understand you correctly, you're kind of saying that like the ambassador route was kind of the um, most successful early stage kind of marketing. Yeah, totally. And I think at that stage, we weren't even we probably weren't even calling it ambassadors, but but it would be pretty much an ambassador route. So, yeah, reaching out to people, having them check out our products and then get them to, you know, share it with everybody they know. So just widening that that reach a bit more. Definitely. And and currently today, what would you say that it, word of mouth is sort of the biggest driver or are you doing some paid marketing as well? I would say word of mouth. Yeah, um, we do a little bit of paid marketing, but not as much as we have in the past. And um, yeah, word of mouth. I think, you know, we've, we've really built a community around a lot of the customers that we've had from the inception of the brand. So keeping those connections really super strong. And then, um, yeah, they, a lot of them will like just refer people to us. So we get a lot of customers, newer customers telling us, Oh, my friend was using your polls and they told me I should buy them. So a a lot of word of mouth. I want to ask you a couple questions. How many pairs of pants do you own that you truly love? How long does the average pair of pants that you own last? Lives in Designs was founded on the idea of creating the perfect pair of pants for any adventure. I've personally been wearing their canvas pants for the last five months and I love them. I've used them climbing, hiking, camping around New York City and Lives in's mission is to really help people do more with less. They do this by creating pants and other products that are multi-use and that last. Lives in Designs offers a lifetime at cost repair program to keep your gear lasting long and our clothing out of the landfill. In addition to a lifetime manufacturer's warranty against defects. To learn more, head to livesin.com. That's L-I-V-S-N.com. Tribe Alpha is great e-commerce for the great outdoors and can help you improve the performance of your e-commerce site. With over 25 years of experience navigating the ever-changing online marketplace, Tribe Alpha has the tools to improve your site. Whether your focus is B2B, B2C, wholesale, or dealers, Tribe Alpha can help. And Ready Eddy podcast listeners get a special discount. Just visit tribealpha.com slash deal to receive a 10% discount off their standard pricing. Their web development experience coupled with their passion for outdoor adventure make Tribe Alpha the perfect partner for your outdoor e-commerce site. Visit tribealpha.com slash deal. That's tribealpha.com slash deal. That's really awesome. I mean, it's good validation that you make a quality product when you have people willing to recommend it to their friends. I feel like that's kind of like the most important thing when you're making a physical or really just any kind of product, right? Um, Okay, so tell me a little bit about the growth from 2015 to today. What does that look like? Yeah, so... When we when we started, we launched our first ever trekking pole. The growth was super great. We were actually a bit stagnant, I would say, for about one and a half years, just because we, you know, we hadn't come out with any new products. So that was that was something that was kind of holding us back. Um, we weren't sure what kind of products we wanted to come out with next. We we were involved in a couple of other things. So, um, just the product research, you know, was taking a bit longer than we wanted it to. And I think 
people were buying our polls, but obviously, um, if you're selling a good product too, they're buying them and they don't need to continue to buy them. So we really wanted to, to come out with some new products, which now we're seeing an upward trend just in growth. We recently released an updated version of our original poll and we're also coming out with a couple other styles. So we'll be launching an aluminum pole in the next month. And then we are going to be coming out with some trifold poles for, um, like trail runners and, and those types of people that are looking for a, a pole that can get even more compact. Right. No, that's super interesting. And you should definitely make a ski pole. <laughs> yeah. I've got ski poles too. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So talking about like actual like percent growth, what does that look, what does that look like from the 2015 to today, if you were to guesstimate? Yeah, that's, um, that's a good question. Math is not my strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> but I would say, I mean, from 2015 to 2019, I'd say probably like 50% growth, probably maybe 65. I think we definitely were, you know, staying, um, standing still for a little while there in between, but after the recent launch of like our newer model, and then we do have a lot of high hopes for 2019 and and 2020. So, um, I think we're going to see like a lot more growth, which is really exciting. Yeah, definitely. Um, so tell me a little bit about, um, obviously with an outdoor company and making a physical product, um, sustainability is kind of a, a core component. How do you guys keep that sort of front and center, um, when building a business that makes physical products? Yeah, that's a super good question for us. It's really all about just understanding where our products are coming from, the materials that we use to make them. And then I would also say just, you know, creating a quality product, right? So for us, it's important to give to give people a product and not um, creating like excess waste almost. So we want to give something to them that will last and they can use it for a long time. We we're very conscious about, um, even just like shipping products. If you know what sort of like paper waste is involved with that or those types of things. So, so for us, we, we do think about all of that. Um, we would love to eventually come out with a product that's super sustainable. And I don't know if it would be, you know, a trekking pole, but we've, we've definitely thought a lot about some sort of product line that would that we would be able to come out with that's like based off sustainability. So whether that's reusable bags that you could bring on the trail with you or, or something like that, but we, we have some ideas. We just haven't gotten, um, gone too far down the rabbit hole of the, the development side yet. What would you say has been one of the hardest parts about starting and building hiker hunger? Uh, I would just say, everything. <laughs> like, it's, uh, you know, I never, I didn't like have any background in business or even like economics or anything like that from school. Um, so a little bit about me, I actually used to be a kindergarten teacher. So like totally, totally switched gears. Um, there I, I taught kindergarten for a couple of years and then we really got into building this business. So, um, left that to work on this full time. But, um, I would just say, yeah, really the learning curve, like learning about 
product development, learning about sourcing materials, learning about how to set up a website. Um, so, cause really from the beginning it was, it was Rory and I doing all of that. So we were wearing, you know, every hat possible, um, and just trying to figure out the best way to approach this and, and set everything up and get the word out. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of learning involved. So I think that was probably the hardest part and we're, we're still learning now. So I think it's gone a little bit easier, but, um, it's also the fun part of, of having your own business, right? You, you're learning new things every day. You're meeting a lot of new people, whether it's your customers or, or somebody, somebody you meet, um, and you're talking to them about like a potential new, new product idea. So it's, it's hard, but it's a lot of fun. I can agree to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made up to this point? Um, I would say, you know, we probably from the beginning, the, the products that we originally launched were really products we knew we liked to use. Um, not always the best choice. I wouldn't suggest that to anybody just because some, maybe, you know, something you like that does not mean the rest of the world is also going to like it. So I think learning about that along the way, um, inventory management has been something that we've had to continuously figure out and tweak. Um, and then, yeah, now we, we do reach out to our, our customers and just like our audience base to really figure out what they like and what they're looking for next, because those are the people that care about our brand. And those are the people that are going to keep buying our products. So we want to be able to, to really serve them and give them what they're looking for. I think in the beginning, we were just kind of thinking like we were giving people what they were looking for. Um, the trekking poles, obviously flagship product. Everybody loves those. I think with some of the other products, like the sleeping pads, we, and like we're switching gears a little bit there coming out with a different style. Um, so yeah, you, but you learn all those things along the way. Definitely. Now, where do you see hiker hunger going in in the next year, five years, 10 years down the road? I see us expanding. We, um, we really are looking to build a a big community, you know, around the outdoor community and then even in new England. So we have been, um, networking a lot with other smaller brands in New England, really putting an effort towards that this past year, which has been a lot of fun. So meeting a lot of, a lot of other brands. I know you guys had Teresia on your podcast before. So we've actually met with that founder, Eric and chatted with him. And, and there's a company in central mass called bare feet co they sell, um, like hiking socks. So, yeah. yeah. So building, you know, building these relationships with people, um, I think growing a community around that has been, has been really fun. And I want to keep doing that. And then we are, you know, we want to be able to reach more people too. So having hiking poles for hikers doing through hikes because they're really lightweight, but also now coming out with an aluminum pole that maybe somebody who doesn't care as much about weight, even though they still are really light would want to buy that type coming out with the, the folding style. So we could offer those to, to trail runners, um, really coming out with, I think we're, you know, our goal is to expand that line. So the, the pole type line and really be able to reach a lot of other people who do outdoor activities that would want to use 
some sort of pole, even if they're not hiking. What's the best part about running Hiker Hunger? Um, it's fun. <laughs> That's like the <laughs> answer, but I think it's it's so cool to have created a brand that um, is just like really true to us. So it really came from us loving the outdoors and, and liking to, to hike and then being able to offer a product and, and just create a brand around that has been super special. Um, it's also been really nice doing it with Rory. So it's been, you know, just, it's been a fun experience for us. Um, I've gotten some family members involved too. So they, they do work with the company. So it's, it's really nice to have that vibe within the company. Um, and we're all just really excited about like the products we come out with and then even hearing from our customers and, and hearing about, you know, how much they love them or reading like little reviews from people about maybe they have a disability walking and they use the pole just so they can get around their backyard. So things like that, like are kind of unexpected, but when you read those comments or hear those stories, I think that makes um, just the whole reason for starting this business worth it. Oh, definitely. And, um, <laughs> you know, just, just the idea of spending so much time on, on a passion project like that, it's just fun, right? <laughs> like it's just cool seeing it grow and seeing it evolve over time. Uh, I want to ask you though, what's it like running a business with your, with Rory, who is your, your fiance, right? So like that must be a fun sort of dynamic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Thankfully we're both, um, pretty easy going. So we, you know, we know each other's quirks and, and kind of when we need space and things like that, but otherwise it's been great. It's, it's pretty incredible because we almost literally spend like 24 seven together every day. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun. And, and we, we, we help each other. Like we balance each other out. He is definitely more the business minded person understanding the financials and all of that around the business itself. And then I would say my role is, um, making connections with people networking. We both work on product development together. So that's really cool, but I'm, I'm really involved with like our customers and creating that community around the brand. And then he's definitely like the idea guy and the, and the finance business mind. So you compliment each other very well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and share your story and the story of Hiker Hunger. And for anyone that's listening to this before midnight on August uh, the 6th, you can actually enter to win um, some hike, some trekking poles and along with a ton of other camping and backpacking gear. You just have to head over to Ready Yeti for your chance to win. And with that, Emily, I want to thank you so much for, take, for taking the time to come on the podcast and share the, the story. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddy Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.